welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I have a great show for you today. I'll help you recognize successful areas in your life. I'll also be interviewing Caroline Schley, who inspires you to get out of your comfort zone, make goals that are just out of your reach, and recognize success you've already earned. For more information about Caroline, please visit her inspirational blog at rhymeswithfabulous.com. Thank you so much for listening to Lifeology. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. If you're anything like me, you love to read. Lifeology and audible.com have partnered to offer you an incredible opportunity. Audible is offering you one free book download with a free 30-day trial. This is perfect for those of you who love to read but often don't have time to enjoy your favorite pastime. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to start your free trial. They have over 180,000 books from all genres, so I'm pretty confident your favorite author's books will be there. Go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible and start listening to your favorite book today. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash audible to get started today. Successful areas in your life. We all are very busy. Many of us juggle multiple things in our schedule and are pretty successful at it. But have ever stopped and reflected on all areas of your life to see how fulfilled you are in these activities? The reason why I say that is this. We all have different metrics of success. For some people, it can be finances, it can be a car, it can be a job title, it can be their home, their education. All of that is wonderful. But success can be measured in more than just one way. The way that I like to teach success incorporates a sense of gratitude or a sense of fulfillment. We all can do many things, but it doesn't mean we're fulfilled at it. So the way to recognize that is this. There's what's called the graph of fulfillment. And this is something you can do to kind of create a snapshot for yourself. So we're going to make a graph. On the horizontal line, you're going to create as many categories in your life as possible. That can be from your spirituality, your nutrition, your fitness, your finances, your relationships, your marriage, your friendships, your job, your hobbies. Think of as many categories as possible because the more categories you have, the greater insight you'll have for yourself. So once you've written all those categories out, then on the vertical line, you'll create a scale of one to 10. The next step is you decide, well, let me create this snapshot for the past three months or the past six months or the past year. You define what that time frame is. And as you're looking at those different categories, then you rate them. So from a scale of one to 10, 10 is the most fulfilled you feel and one is the least amount of fulfillment in your experience. When you go through and create the rating for each of those categories, you'll see the areas in your life where you're really fulfilled. And upon reflection, when you look at that, you can then say, well, what would it take for me to be fulfilled in the areas where the numbers are lower. And then for each day or each week, you can really focus on how to increase that number of fulfillment. Then the next step is to simply say, now which one of these are the most important to me? 
And then as you circle those categories, you'll see that there's a theme there. Perhaps that sense of fulfillment also leads to a sense of joy. It leads to creativity. It leads to productivity. It leads to financial success. There are many ways in which those categories are linked together. And that is how success is created. When you link together fulfillment in multiple categories of your life, it starts to create a new understanding of how to evolve. For example, for me, I was successful in many different ways up in the Washington, D.C. area. I loved it. It was great. But over a period of time, I didn't really feel fulfilled. And so I created this snapshot for myself and realized I didn't enjoy sitting in an office all day. So when I looked at my snapshot, I thought, you know, there's many different areas that I'm not being fulfilled. But if I were to raise them, this is how it would look. And that's how I created my foundation of wanting to be location independent, that I could live wherever I wanted to live and do whatever I wanted to do as long as I had an internet connection. And so for me, as I evolved, that became the next chapter of my life. And here we are today with Lifeology. So I'm really excited for you. As you create this graph for yourself, understand how to recognize the success you have with the fulfillment you're experiencing. And as you look at that graph, it will give you insight and ways in which to find more fulfillment in your life, which creates more success. I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. However, I want to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. Each week, I will send you an email which has all the latest radio episodes, YouTube episodes, magazine articles, and self-help products specifically for you. Once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv and sign up for the free weekly recap. My guest today is Caroline Schley, who has an inspirational story of making hard decisions that scared her, but with tenacity and determination, she overcame her fears. She's here today to discuss the life lessons she's learned, as well as inform us of her motivational blog, Rhymes with Fabulous, that is one of the best places to find inspiration. Welcome to my show, Caroline. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, this is going to be a great show. When I was reading the information you sent me, you were uh, over in Spain. And I don't think my listeners know this, but I used to live over there as well. So I was like, oh my God, we have so much to talk about. Oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, I actually did a study abroad program um, in my junior year of university. I was over in Valencia, Spain, but I was, I know you were in Madrid and I was there all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I am actually in Madrid right now and I'm going to Valencia this weekend. And Valencia. (laughs) Wow, that's great. school for you. (laughs) There we go. Oh my God, that's hysterical. I didn't know that. Wow, it's just a small world. (laughs) So tell us, so you are, you originally were a biology teacher. Yeah, so I, well, originally I graduated college um, and didn't really know what I wanted to do and sort Mm -hmm. of fell into working in the ski industry for a little bit more than five years. Oh, wow. It was sort of meant to be one season and then it kept going. Um, And I realized in doing that, that something that I was really passionate about and something I had been really passionate about in college was teaching um, people about the environment and about science and ecology. So after about seven years of work experience, I went back and got a master's degree in education. And then sort of as what I think of as like my second iteration of my career was, yeah, as a biology teacher for almost a decade um, based in New York and then also overseas. You know, some of my listeners may not know this, but the average person has about five career changes. 
And so when we think about that, I mean, you've already had what your second or third iteration. And so like for myself, I've also had quite a few as well. So my listeners also keep in mind that as you make a transition, it doesn't mean that it's unfortunately a a closed door from your previous iteration or your previous profession just simply means it's a transformation of who you are. So it's really quite exciting. Yeah, I I agree. And I think that there's a lot of lessons that are transferable in ways that are surprising Mm -hmm. between different career paths and like things that have led me between different pieces of my life. I've always like looking back, I've always been interested in what the thread was from one thing to the next. Mm. Now, were those goals you had set? I mean, not necessarily. I like, mm-hmm. I think uh, sometimes I am, I'm a big advocate of setting goals, but I don't think in yep. terms of my big life picture, I always had a goal in mind, mm-hmm. especially when I was younger. You know, I think when you're younger, it's sort of important to just get out and live life yeah. and not worry too much about what it, what that means, you know? I agree. I was in, um, I was in a lift and I was going to the airport. I was, I don't remember where I was flying, but I was going somewhere and I was talking to this woman and I don't know how the topic came up, but she's like, you know, I'm 28 years old. I still don't know what I want to do. I've done all these things. And it seems like all my friends have had goals since they were kids. They've been to university. They're doing all these things. She says, I just don't know what to do. And I really encouraged her because just like you said, you'll figure it out. You know, yeah. you don't have to have the same path that everybody else has when you're just open to exploring. What do you like? What don't you like? Sometimes it's as simple as I don't like that. So then I'm not going to do it again. So what do I like? And so it's just sometimes that simple thing of what makes me feel fulfilled and what doesn't. And the more of that you do, which makes you fulfilled, you eventually find your path. Right. I totally agree. And I think that especially when you're younger, as you said, weeding out things that you don't like can Mm -hmm. be more important than finding that one thing that you think you really love because the thing that you love will probably change over the course of your life. And it's more important to be able to identify like general themes of what you enjoy Mm -hmm. and what you don't like to spend your time doing. I had someone yesterday talk with me about how their 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 son was saying how everyone in his school, which is a huge generalization, everyone in their school could could not get a job after they graduated from university or they got a job doing something that they didn't study or got a job they didn't want. And I was thinking, well, then why did you go to school for it if you didn't want to do it? I mean, sometimes you know, there's no judgment whatsoever because we've all been in situations like that. But it just really made me think, my gosh, that was a really expensive school you went to. And if you didn't like what you're doing, where was the guidance with that? Yeah, I know yeah. exactly. And I was like, where was the guidance with that? Where, where didn't somebody step in? But once again, no judgment. It's just something that just like you said, if, if you're not moving towards something that you want to do, and it doesn't mean it has to be a big picture, but just that simple thing of what feels healthy for me right now. And that's definitely the, the path that we could all learn from to take to be much more successful. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think there are some really important links between really considering what success means for people, Mm -hmm. you know? That's a great point. When you experienced success, what were ways that you're like, you know what? I feel really good. I feel really successful right now. How did you acknowledge that? So for me as success, my personal feelings of success have always been really deeply tied to feelings of happiness. Mm. And I I don't think that's true for everyone. Like I know friends that are motivated in their success financially. I know friends Mm -hmm. that are motivated in their success because they started their families. But for me, it's always been like this, like I am able to tap into this wellspring of happiness, you know? That's awesome. For parts of my life, it's been spending a lot of my time outside. For parts of Mm -hmm. my life, it's been spending time around teenagers in a classroom. 
And then for parts of my life, it's been really like engaging with my creative side. Oh, that's one. And you know, and that, I want to kind of piggyback off that as well is because you found that the manifestation of how happiness felt was different, but the theme was still the same. And yeah. so that may be something that for people to consider as well is whatever that theme looks like for you, you can still get that in all areas of your life. Even if you go to a different version of what your career is, or what your profession is, you can still have that. It's just a different version of it. As long as you, whatever, however you measure success, it can still be attained. Yeah. I think I totally agree with that. Like for me, I, when I moved down here to Florida to, to start Lifeology, I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do per se or how it was really going to present itself. I mean, I knew I wanted, my end goal was always television and, and excitingly it's, it's actually happening. But the point was for me was I was like my, the foundation for what I want. So my metric of success is I want to go wherever I want to go, do whatever it is I'm going to do. And all I need is a connection to the internet. Which sounds pretty, <laughs> sounds pretty cool. But at that moment, I was like, oh, gosh, I have no idea what to do. But my point is, is that became my measurement of success. And that was the foundation for it. And then that's what I do. I, I've been very blessed to be, to be able to have that fulfilled. So each one of us, when we can really, I guess, hone in on what success means, then that becomes a platform of then just putting things on top of that so that you can continually maintain that. Yeah, totally. And I think it ties into if you have something you know you're working towards, it enables you to make uh, decisions mm -hmm. that you need to make to be able to get mm -hmm. there. Well, there's also goes back to flexibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you like knowing, I think that's uh, for me and like my journey of um, um, going through different iterations of my life and my career. I, d I think you do need to learn to be flexible in Certainly. today's world and understand that, you know, your life, uh, five years ago or 10 years from now, it might look really different than your life right now and be yeah. willing to keep evolving as a person. Because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, exactly. I had, I knew these people who they're as a couple, they wanted a child so bad. And so they would went to all these uh, fertility clinics and it was a very painful experience for them, but they wanted something. So their whole goal was to have children. And so they, all these years of trying and then they got this call from this adoption agency and they ended up adopting two twins. And it was interesting. Their reflection was we wanted something so bad. We wanted it this certain way, et cetera. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But when we allow ourselves to slightly pivot and be more aware of, we can still have it, but it may not be the exact way in which we originally intended. That's when you find that when your perception expands, that you can still have what you want. It's just maybe it may just look a little bit different. Right. And I, as a career lesson overall, I think that's so important and really just mm -hmm. as like a lifestyle lesson in yeah. being able to like um, simplify your goal and mm -hmm. know where you want your life to head towards, but be flexible in how you get there. Like, I think yeah. that's a very significant thing to be able to do. And it takes practice. Mm -hmm. Yes, it certainly does. Now, let's switch over into your blog, Rhymes with Fabulous. Tell us about that. I love the name, by the way. Oh, thanks. Um, so my blog started, gosh, more than 10 years ago. And it was really just as a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. um, I had really, I was starting my teaching career and was like pouring a lot of my focus and my energy into these sort of regimented fields of study mm -hmm. um, and uh, professional activity. And I just wanted something else. So I made, I started just by making myself a promise that I wouldn't spend more than 20 minutes on a blog post. Mm -hmm. I would try to post once a week, but I wouldn't be too hard on myself about it. And I just wanted to see where it went. Yeah. 
Um, and through the years, it's been a really nice touchstone of mm. being able to sort of, for me, I think writing like helps me process important things that are mm -hmm. happening in my life. I mean, I think that's yeah. probably true for most people. Mm -hmm. So as I'm having different experiences and sort of trying to like digest and distill the lessons that I'm learning, being able to write them down and having to try to sort of succinctly state what an experience was about has, um, it's been really helpful. And not only that, but it's also almost like a journal as well, an online journal where people can also read that and they can relate with that because that's so important. As we process ourselves, what we're experiencing and as other people read it, that's where we all connect because just like the show, Lifeology, we all have lessons to learn and lessons to teach. Yeah, absolutely. What are the themes that are in this, that are in your blog? So, I mean, for me, I think uh, the idea of flexibility comes up a lot. And mm -hmm. like I write about different, different adventures that I've had in my life, uh, different career choices that I've made, different relationships I've been involved in, sort of like how uh, um, relationships have progressed with different friends of mine mm -hmm. as I've gone. I mean, really, as I've gone at this point through my 20s and my 30s, those are interesting mm -hmm. years to reflect on sure. all those themes. Um, so the idea of flexibility and being accepting of change comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the idea of recognizing success in your life comes up a lot because Love I think it. sometimes uh, you don't, or I don't, I should say, take enough um, credit for mm -hmm. successes that I have in my life and Certainly. forcing myself to write through experiences that are really in hindsight, successful experiences, mm -hmm. you know, like being accepted mm -hmm. to a new job or being, having, uh, working through something in a relationship. Um, I think it helps me to recognize that mm -hmm. like the triumph and an experience mm -hmm. to write about it. And that's a really good point. Um, I did a show just recently about this and the way we process situations. So for example, if something is, is considered a negative situation, it actually takes an average of six positive experiences to counteract that one negative one. There was a research study that was done that said people will remember losing $50 more so than finding $50. And so that's just the way our mind works because when we overly process an unhealthy or negative situation, what it does is we think about, we, th we really think about the whole scenario. What did the person say? Where were you? What was their facial expressions? What was the emotions that you felt? Why did they say it? What do they mean by that? So that's just a whole thing where you can just really, really, really focus on it. But then we have a more of when the healthier experiences or positive experiences, you sit with a memory and you feel good. Like, oh, that was nice. And then you move on. So they both have their place. And so in the show I was talking about was if you're struggling with, with overcoming a negative feeling or negative memory or negative situation is you take that same amount of focus on a healthier memory that you have and delve into that as much as possible, because that's, that's then how you can start to counteract that. But going back to what you said as well, as far as the blog, I think that's wonderful as you write that out, it really helps you understand your success. It really helps you sit with that and be able to examine the success, whether it's this monolithic type of success or it's this smaller thing, but it's success is success. And I think that's a great testament to your own tenacity and your resilience to be able to say, you know what, I'm really proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to really spend, uh, like related to what you were saying, to spend some mental energy thinking about why you're proud of yourself and what mm -hmm. happened, it sort of mm -hmm. cements it in 
your brain and like a deeper part of your brain and allows you to access that feeling of happiness a little bit mm-hmm. more easily. I was uh, consulting with someone and they said to me like, James, if I'm proud of myself, that means I'm conceited or I'm arrogant. And I was like, wow, that is an interesting perception. How sad. I know, right? <laughs> and no, no offense to this person, but it was just, that was a way that, that she was brought up. And, right. But I was and like, I wow, mean, that's... I think it's common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why don't we speak a little bit about that? The difference between just being proud of yourself and conceited or arrogant. I, I mean, they're related, right? Pride and arrogance. But to me, they're... Um, you can make them very separate from each other. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. think to have pride in something that you've done just means that you're accessing like a healthy part of your emotional state yes. to mm-hmm. be able to say that you uh, succeeded in something. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also if one's a fact, like I'm just really speaking a fact right now. That's true. I just did that. I'm very proud of that. But I think the arrogance part goes into wanting everybody to know that you did that. And I think that's the difference between a quiet confidence, um, whereas when you want to be flashy about something, your motivation is is so people say, wow, you're amazing, versus you're able to tell yourself, I'm very proud of myself. And if people find out, that's cool too. Yeah. And that's interesting. And I wonder, I wonder what the impact of social media is on all that mm, in the world today, point. just as a yeah. larger theme. Yeah. Of well, I mean, it's true because you look, you look at that, like I have people, I have a couple followers on, on Instagram, whatever. And so people will be like, Oh, you have this, or you have that. And I'm thinking, but <laughs> I'd rather create something. I mean, the fact that, you know, you don't know what happened like five minutes before. I mean, this, they're like, Oh, it's a really cool picture. <laughs> but, <I'm> like, <laughs> but it makes me laugh though, because I'm like, for one, we're all the same, but it just kind of, it does make me chuckle in the sense of social media always presents the, no, I shouldn't say always, for the most part, always presents the optimal version of something. And so right. with that, people like then the focus. Perfection. Yeah. It goes back on the metric of success. Oh, I have a certain number of followers or certain mm-hmm. number of likes or certain this when it just boils down to, Hey, I just had a really good day today. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just focus on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is so funny. When it comes to your blog rhymes with fabulous, if people were to read that, what would you want their inspiration or what would you want the takeaways to be? So, I mean, I would want people to um, be able to look over the blog and first of all, the idea of like finding some humor in your life, I think is really important. And that is tied into this uh, larger theme of flexibility and sort of recognizing success as it comes to you. Mm -hmm. And also something that I do a lot on there is I set, I set my intentions for goals that I have that are pretty Mm -hmm. big goals that are intimidating to me. Mm -hmm. Like I'll say, you know, I'm thinking about doing this kind of an activity or I'll write in hindsight about something that like, you know, something that is sort of a significant hobby of mine Mm -hmm. is um, mountaineering and hiking. Oh, wow. So um, I I write a lot about like adventures that I've been on and those worlds and also like how to manage big goals, Mm -hmm. you know, how to set a big goal that's intimidating and then break it down into smaller pieces. Like I actually have probably 10 posts on like different iterations of to-do lists and like all of, I think a lot about to-do lists Mm -hmm. and like everything I think about them and how I make them and why I think they're good, why I think they're bad. Um, what I really like with that, hearing that as well is not only when you set those goals, but then you become accountable to your readers as well. And I think that's something where 
it empowers us to accomplish our goals. So all my listeners as well, if you have goals and there are people with whom you trust and you know will support you, speak out to them. Let them know what you're experiencing so therefore they can hold you healthily accountable to make sure that you're moving forward. But sometimes if we have a goal, we don't tell anybody. And of course, there's a time and place to tell people. But when we don't tell people, it becomes our own internal, oh, nobody knows, or I can't do this. And then we, we're not able to necessarily accomplish it. So I really like right. um, and I also on your think goal. People can't help you if they don't know what your goals are. Exactly. Because like, I'm a little bit like that sometimes mm-hmm. with as, I, as I'm like in phases of my life where I'm shy about talking about my goal setting, I find... Uh, like I get very frustrated a lot because I think the people around me don't understand. Like, of course, I can't go out to this event tonight. I have to, you know, write a two thousand word blog post. But they, mm-hmm. I haven't told them that that's what I want to do, so yeah. they can't support me in that. And then that's why people may not understand, or that's when if they don't know, like you said, if they can't support you, then all of a sudden they're sometimes will ostracize you or shun you because you're like, oh, this person doesn't want to do this or this person doesn't want to do that. But if they really knew your heart, they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. I see now why she can't go to this event. Right. Right. So you're able to sort of like avoid a lot of, I I believe that people want to be supportive of their friends, Mm -hmm. you know, but you have to have like an open and clear channel of communication for that to happen. Exactly. And that's, it can be hard to remember because it's intimidating to be open and clear about your goals. (laughs) If you've never done something before, or it's something that's, um, is bigger than what you've, (laughs) what you think you can do, then yeah, it would be kind of hard to tell tell people about that. Awesome. Well, Caroline, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. If my listeners would like to find out more information about you, to read about your blog, to learn all the amazing things that you're doing, where would they find this information online? So my blog is available at rhymeswithfabulous.com and you can get there as its own website. Or I also have my website, carolineschley.com that has links to some of my other writing and also to my blog and uh, of some ways to contact me. Um, so I'd love to hear from people that are going through interesting life journeys. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest today. I really had a great time today. Yeah, thank you. Me too. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.